0: Hello, I'm Steve Martin, and this is the Earshot Creative Review. It's the podcast where you get to hear great radio production and meet the people who make it. And with me for this July edition are Peter G of Talk Sport, winner of Best Single Promo or Commercial at the Sony Radio Academy Awards, and Russ Williams, who's Head of Digital and Business Development at Wise Buddha Creative. Russ, what's that all about?
1: I look after uh, new business for Wise Buddha, so bringing in uh, work into the company. Uh, A lot of focus on uh, digital content now, uh, so that's everything from filming uh, Weekend Wogan every week uh, on Radio 2, on the Radio 2 website and also uh, BBC Red Button to uh, some of the uh, jingles you'll hear in this broadcast. Right, well we'll hear that in a little while and uh, Peter, can you just describe
0: where we are for anyone who's wondering about the background sounds?
2: Uh, we're, we're actually in my South Bank Palacio Mansion which uh, uh, is close to the Queen Elizabeth Hall and uh, I'm looking at the uh, Royal Naval Academy and a number 308 uh, London bus uh, traversing Waterloo Bridge. And welcome to my
0: party, guys. Marvellous. Well, thank you very much for hosting this event. Tell me a little bit about your role at TalkSport.
2: Well, my official title is Head of Creative. Um, I've basically been there since the birth of of TalkSport, which was over 10 years ago. It's our 10th anniversary. Um, Basically... um, I look after all the creative imaging. We do uh, an increasing amount of the commercial um, airtime and probably more than that, probably more than any other station, we're very focused on S&P. The S&P revolution started for us about 2003, 2004, so uh, there's sort a of harmonisation of the... Sort of different station sound or a station image that we have with a, a commercial sponsor is, is pretty much my, my bottom line in there.
0: Well let me ask you on that very topic about the Ofcom consultation <laughs> uh, which is ongoing now, Ofcom of course asking whether the rules should be relaxed on commercial product placement in, in radio, what's Talk Sports view on that? Well I mean we're a commercial
2: station and I think I've got to t- take off my creative heart for a minute and say commercially um we're very excited about it um creatively putting that hat straight back on again it's like you know don't abuse the tool uh product placement can work uh, i'm not quite sure that um uh, if it wasn't handled properly it might sort of blow up in everyone's face we, we at Talksport have been sort of early adopters, if you like, of a lot of radio machinations. One of them um, is the advertising uh, of online betting. And to be honest with you, um, it's legal now, but uh, up until very recently, no one really knew what, what to do about it. So we worked quite closely with Ofcom in finding a, of a happy medium. And I kind of hope that that happens with product placement. Um, I don't think I'd be too comfortable with uh, Alan Brazil on our breakfast show uh, are trying to convince me to buy um, a, a shovel or something like that, do you know what I mean? I think it might fall in deaf ears, so
0: um, I think it's how it's delivered. There's always the danger, isn't there, that the the presenter ends up having to endorse something that is they genuinely wouldn't wish to well, be associated with. In our place, um, look, our guys, it's a 75% male audience,
2: they can smell bullshit from a thousand yards. We found, out, we found that out quite early, and Hence, we don't bullshit them we, we self-deprecate We take the piss out of our presenters We take the piss out of our clients sometimes And funnily enough, it's like Paddy Power, who are a great current example They love that And, and Paddy's almost an unofficial um, presenter on the station Which, because of recent changes to the Ofcom rules, is now acceptable uh, That's alright, that works The minute you try and pull the wool over their eyes Or sell them something they really don't want to buy Or pretend you love it then that is when people start saying, you're beginning to sound just like everyone else. And I think that would be probably my final word on our stance on product placement.
0: So what are we going to hear first?
2: Um, Well, look, I'll tell you what we'll do. We we had a look at this and we thought, all right, let's go. And we always do it creatively. It's like, like, go for the lowest... Um, common denominator and I don't mean lowest in the sense of uh, taste or decency I mean was everyone going to know how can we have uh, how can we involve as many people as possible how can we make them feel as if they're sort of sharing a bit of fun with us and we thought right great okay Zulu Uh, when I first mentioned that um, um, MOSDI or program controller almost had a fit because he went oh, wait a minute and I said no 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 no. we're not talking about anyone fighting or anything we're talking about a band of British people hold up under massive massive uh, odds and how did they get themselves out of it so we did a, a take on Zulu uh, for which um, we used the marvellous Phil Cornwall who uh, we couldn't afford <laughs> no we couldn't afford um, Michael Kane so, so Phil Cornwall was the next, next best thing and he did a great job and we did a whole series of imaging uh, and we sort of, we fund it up. And uh, I think the performance on this is fantastic. I, it, it still makes me laugh.
1: Talksport, company, attention! Football supporters, thousands of them. Front rank, fire up the barbecue. Sa,
0: Put a bit more weight on that road. Southwall, hold your commentary. Southwall, proceed. With post-match phoning. Come on, Sergeant Bourne.
2: The Talk Sport Troops in South Africa.
0: On DAB, digital radio. And on 1089 and 10.53am, Talk Sport. Oi, Perry, you were only supposed to shoot your bloody mouth off. <laughs> so, you know. Um, it's a very filmic bit of radio.
2: Oh, it's great. And I <laughs> think people, you know, the, the reaction we got, um, is what we do know, Is um, It doesn't make us any money But when we get a bit of stuff like this uh, We sort of realised some years ago That we actually had people Who were uh, sort of ardent listeners Not just to the station But to the stuff that, that we were doing in creative So... We stick them up on YouTube now, and you can pretty easily and quite quickly see the good ones and, 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 and the ones that don't really fly. But, uh, no, they loved that, and we loved it. one. So how, how come on, how couldn't you yeah. love that? It's like, you know, it's a no-brainer. It's a bit of yeah. fun.
0: And it's a reference point that just about everybody who's ever watched Sunday afternoon television knows.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, yeah.
0: yeah. What else have you got?
2: The next one is, uh, we quite like this one. This was our YouTube hit, actually. Um... It was, uh, it, it, we, we spawned a monster with this one because uh, after the first couple of days um, of the tournament in South Africa, we had lots of calls saying, these bloody horns, these bloody horns, what can we do? Um, and uh, it, it sort of, as an issue, it died out about halfway through, but I really, really hope we don't make it to the, the premiership. Uh, we did a spoof ad um, based on sort of most people's hatred of the sound, and we'll have a listen to it, and then, then we can talk about it.
0: It's the number one feel-good soundtrack to the World Cup, South South Africa Africa, 2010. 2010. Now that's what I call Vuvuzelas. 22 horny hits that'll score for you this summer. Now that's what I call Vuvuzelas. Get the football party started with classics like Horn in the USA. Or Britpop's favourite anthem, Pub Life. And who could forget the haunting ambience of Orinoco Blood now that's what i call vuvuzelas 22 squawk and roll smash hits featuring honk marvin and the shadows the rolling drones and trumpetti and the heartbreakers it's your number one summer world cup footy album now that's what i call vuvuzelas is not available from talk sports but live commentary of every world cup game thankfully is the thing that strikes me about that. Is you only spend two seconds giving the cell, the rest is just pure entertainment. Absolutely, and it's at the
2: end. We wrote that and we thought, well, it's such fun. Um, It doesn't always have to be a point, but I did actually manacle the cell on at the end. We've got to say something, we've got to say, oh, by the way, you can hear every game. But I think people, uh, when you listen to it, you, you buy into it and you're like, well, these people sound quite cool, they sound funny, they sound as if. They're not selling me something, but when actually we are. We're selling the the image. That I think when you've you've done your job, when you yeah. can do that, you know. Um, it was interesting, interestingly enough, we made that, and um, the reaction to it was really good.
1: I just wanted to say I'm, I'm intrigued to to hear that you're you're measuring the performance of your imaging on how many YouTube views it gets. <laughs> it, it, do you take stuff off air if it doesn't do oh, very well. God, never, never. Um,
2: look, I tell you what, we, we it's a little bit like look. Like, uh, if you work at a radio station uh, There's normally A whole lot of people who you know, Do little forums and stuff like that And it's in their spare time And They can react to things in a way That is completely wrong, I think, creatively No, I'd never take anything down I, I think the reason why we put them up On YouTube is It's another source Oops um, Another way to listen at the station Or reinforce the what we do And just have a laugh, really But You could get more radio ticks that way so you possibly could you know, know it's
0: anything it's like anything to get more six and when you put them up on YouTube, what kind of visuals are accompanying them
2: uh well, at the moment it's just it would be so resource hungry to do anything other than just have a a static logo, but really, I kind of think this is essentially radio and there shouldn't be any sort of sort of flash animation it's like it's radio and it's in a a medium now in 2010 that you can access just about anywhere so uh, i i certainly wouldn't i wouldn't pay it's gut reaction that's what I, I i listen to
0: great now you've brought one other piece and this is an award winner oh yeah uh well this is this is dear Stan and uh this
2: is our it seems this is our sergeant peppers <laughs> <laughs> um it's won quite a few awards this i think rightly so and if, if i were to play one bit of audio if someone said, all right, tell, tell, tell me a little bit or listen, let me listen to what you, you guys do there, I'd probably say, well, have a listen to this and, and make your own mind up.
1: Cole Collymore on TalkSport. Dear Stan, it's Saturday afternoon. I'm calling. My team lost
2: 2-0. I'm losing faith in their footballer. I called you twice last weekend when we lost the way to the Albion. There was definitely a problem with the back four or something. Oh, that is an old goal. Team's just lost. I'm wondering why I supported them at all. Has made maiden signings, and I think they're all poor, but there's still hope for me. I can listen to talk sport and remember to call calling more, call more. I
1: know you probably hear this every day, but I'm your biggest fan.
2: I even liked you when you played for Real Obieto, man. <sighs> i got a room full of your posters and I always listen
1: when you're on with Dan. Top quality. No wonder
2: that's why they call you Stan the Man. Yes! Saturdays will never be the
1: same, no matter what the score. Now that I can call you Mr. Collymore. Call Carlymore and have your say first on the UK's fastest post-match phoning show.
2: Saturday afternoon from five on Talk Sports.
0: Damn.
2: I think, I, I just think it's, it's quite clever. I think the yeah. line uh, and uh, <laughs> the guy who wrote it was a very... Team member of the team Jonathan Young uh, there's a line in there that says uh, dear Stan I remember when you played for Real Aviedo man he got that in there so well done John um, as a little bit of trivia actually the lady with the u- that we used on, on the vocals um, is called Sonia Jones and we started working with her about two or three years ago and uh, after the first couple of sessions we got talking and about one thing and the other um, we started talking about Monty Python, and she said, "She says, oh yeah." She said, um, "I worked with them uh, a couple of years back. It must have been a couple of years back." So, what did you do? She said, oh, "I was a vocalist on, you know, the the life of Brian, the very beginning." Yeah, yeah. Brian, a boy, they call Brian. that's Sonia Jones. So there you go, claim to fame. How could it possibly fail? You know.
0: <laughs> now, Russ, you know something about what it takes to do good music production. What do you think to that?
1: Oh it's brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah, you've to say that it wasn't great. But, it wasn't uh, great music production. Was well, it? it's, it's satire, it's comedy it's rather than yeah. music production. Exactly. Guy. Yeah, I'm it's. It, but it's. It, I'm, I could absolutely see that that's going to do the job, and that's what it's all about. And uh, you know, it certainly keeps me interested. But you've got to get
0: it good enough for it to sustain repeated plays, haven't you? So, what did you? What was important in the production crew's mind when they were putting that together?
2: Well, no, it was, look, I tell you what. I may be wrong here, and, and and people could argue with me, but I reckon you can make a crap a production out of a good script, but you can't make a good bit of production out of a bad script. And eighty five percent, possibly even more than that, is getting the the writing right. The production after that. I mean, you you can you can screw it up, but we kind of know what we're doing. Um, that was as most talk talk sport items are. It's a it's a it's a low low budget production thing but you know if you if you can make people laugh they're not worried about that. The Earshot Creative Review, great radio production and the people who make it. Earshot Creative Review.
0: Russ, let's talk to you about uh music production. That's been at the heart of what you've been doing in recent years. Uh what audio have you brought along?
1: Well, the first thing uh is um a montage of Chris Evans's um, imaging for Radio 2 that we did, obviously, at the start of the year um, to launch uh, his new show.
0: Online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM, BBC Radio 2. on digital and on 88 to 91 FM BBC Radio 2 The Chris Breakfast Show Online on digital and on 88 to 91 FM BBC Radio 2 Seven's Breakfast Show online. online online on digital digital and on 88 to 91 FM BBC Radio 2 The Chris Evans Breakfast Show I'm interested to know what was the brief given to you for that work
1: well, I think, they, obviously they had uh, uh, This is um, Robert Gallagher and Chris Ray And the team at, mm-hmm. at Radio 2 um, They had a task there And and it was, uh, in, at the time, a difficult one It's Sort of in hindsight It sort of all seems so easy now But it, at, the, at the time it was difficult In that um, uh, uh, Sir Terry had hung up his uh, radio boots And there was a, a you know There was a big thing about, you know can Chris uh, maintain? You know what? What fraction of the audience can he keep? And uh, and I think that there, was a, there was a there was a big thing about obviously making sure that um, that, that happened, but also that, that he kept a decent audience. But also making it right for Chris, right for the station, all the usual things that you'd expect. And um, uh, I think we, we managed to achieve that in terms of. Um, ticking all those boxes and some um but at the same time being right for right for the radio two sound as well um so that's what we had to do and uh i as i say i think we managed to do it um and hindsight is a wonderful thing because we sort of look back now and and see what um chris managed to achieve in terms of audience there and um far from being a loss from terry it was uh, it was quite a significant gain. So. Um, I think everyone's relatively happy That's good And who who wrote the music? Uh, Jeremy Godfrey Our creative director And uh,
0: how long do you think That kind of work Will stay on air Before a radio station Like Radio 2 Will come back and say Look we've had enough of this Or we want to refresh this Or things have moved on Well we'll
1: often be Quite proactive In wanting to refresh stuff um, Because um, You know We we want to make sure That it's sounding as good As it possibly can be um, but also so it, uh, who knows how long that that will last i mean certainly some of the summer mayo stuff was on air for many many years and if you've got a if you if you've got a, a sonic logo that um the listeners um absolutely get sing back to you mm-hmm. etc uh and you're thinking that's responsible for hr ticks then you probably wouldn't want to change it that much It'd, Perhaps refresh it now and again But not, not, not tinker with it too much But Radio 2 has its own Sonic logo
0: that you haven't Referenced in that work Would you ever have done that on the stations you were managing?
1: I think It it, it depends If if you've got say um, If you've got Chris Evans uh, and You've obviously got a huge Huge radio star Arguably the biggest ever Um I think you'd probably want him to have his own identity that is still in keeping with the overall station brand uh and I think that's probably what's happened there um similarly you you might have you know on a on a on a smaller station um where you've got smaller budgets and 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 things are a bit different you'd perhaps want the station to take priority um it I, it all depends it all depends on many factors, yeah. OK, and what else are we going to hear? This looks
0: like something from the World Cup.
1: Yes, we made a, um, a World Cup uh, set of production for stations to use as they wanted, and um, you'll hear here the one that we did for Viking. <laughs>
0: John, I want to ask you how often you use specially commissioned music on your station, if ever. Um, we... Uh, I, yeah, never. never.
2: <laughs> and there's really no need... No, and actually, um, commendable, uh, though it is, um, I, I, there are numerous production... Uh, this is Before you get to Bespoke, there are numerous production libraries out there. Mm. Bespoke music, I don't know, I, I seriously, maybe just my background, I've never... Actually, seen the benefit of it. So, I don't really, I don't, you're asking the wrong guy, I don't
0: get it. <laughs> well, Russ, you sell this stuff, what's the benefit of it?
1: I think the benefit is if you've got a package and a sound uh, that you want to maintain uh, through all your production, then if you've got a massive thing that's going to take over the station, but you still want to make all your, you want to have a consistent sound to your production, that's where this sort of thing comes in. Uh, I, I would guess you know on a, on a station like talk where 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 it's not really music driven in the first place it, it's it's not as relevant and not every station has ap Peter p2g looking after the image of the brand so closely uh no and actually it's it, that's a good point in that what we have found is um there are more opportunities for uh companies like us where there aren't actually some there are some stations where there's maybe one imaging person uh, spread across uh three or four stations where we can be quite helpful in terms of uh, and cost effective in terms of um it's better, better providing up, imaging He's good, isn't he? yeah. He's good isn't he? well look let's turn to a network just like that i'm guessing
0: that orion media doesn't have a large network of production people across all its stations what's it like
1: working with them they've been brilliant to work with actually um it was a, an excellent brief to get from uh, david lloyd um up in uh, birmingham and um i thoroughly enjoyed putting this package together they've got um a great set of stations there in uh, the midlands and um here's i i'm going to play in now a, a montage of um everything we've done for brmb that launched at the start of the year
0: I'm always impressed by how well a, a tightly produced jingle
1: package can give a real confidence to a station image. Absolutely, I think um, I think that that would obviously go for for all the Orion stations that that we made uh, um, there. And uh, there's obviously there's B&B, there's Mercia, uh, there's Wyvern as well, and Beacon, all as part of that. Um, and they've they they've all got sort of similar roots in terms of. Um, some sounds from that package but they're also absolutely right for their markets and similarly also for um metro in newcastle that we did uh that went on air at the start of this year as well um there's there's a it's really a a, you know the perfect way to signpost to the listener that you've got some sort of new sound that you're doing something differently um or or whatever you want to do but also to sound absolutely right and in keeping with your music positioning which is what we made sure we did there i was going to ask how long was the production process from brief to delivery uh that um brief came in september and it went on air in january it's yeah. a three-month pay. Yeah. <laughs> That's Yeah, yeah, and uh, the cuts start from uh, forty-nine
0: ninety-nine each, and uh, you know
2: it's like a oh, three months. That's incredibly good, Russ. It's yeah. good value, isn't it? Yeah, great. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm going to
0: get a, I'm going to sign him up. Yeah, I'm talked into it now. Fantastic.
2: Brazil Sports Breakfast.
1: I think you almost sold there, Russ. <laughs> I think. Well, the thing about it is, yeah, I think everything goes in cycles as well. I mean if you go back kind of ten years or so, um, there was hardly any sun imaging on the air... You go back 20 years and it was all over the place And um, hopefully 10 years time There'll still be plenty around but, uh, from, from my perspective But much so I'd love to I'm not going to go around saying that uh, the Song jingles are going to write for talk sport either Because clearly that that's not going to happen oh, You couldn't be further from the truth After my conversation with you <laughs>
0: I think it's a great idea probably not the ones that you're
2: thinking of <laughs> Creative
0: review. Now, there's a new outbreak of mad cow disease in UK radio imaging. Last time on the Earshot Creative Review, we heard this from Fun Kids. The Animal Hour. Fun Kids. Then, only days later, what did I hear driving up the A34 in Oxfordshire but this? 106 Jack FM. We live on the edge of decency. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That never happened when I made sound effects on the archers. (laughs) Oh, and the cow theme has reached Manchester, too. Rock Radio. The radio equivalent of (laughs) straight-to-DVD. Anyway, the question is this. How far can this herd be heard? And the answer lies in the Cow Moo Challenge. Yes, there's an earshot prize up for grabs for the best inclusion of a cow moo in a piece of radio imaging. This is Jim Bowman from BBC Radio Suffolk. (laughs) Shush! And I'm up for the Cow Moo Challenge. Maybe Kiss could sample a cow, pardon the expression, and build it into a MIDI sequence. Perhaps Radio 4 could quite reasonably use one in a promo for Farming Today thereby legitimising this whole tawdry gimmick? Or could Radio 2 sneak one into a trail for Jeremy Bovine? Well, it's up to you, radio producers of Great Britain. Best use of a cow moo wins a joint of beef.
1: Hi, this is Roy Martin, station imaging producer for 106.1 Rock Radio in Manchester. And I'm taking part in the Cow Moo
0: Challenge. Send your Cow Moo audio to earshot at smartin.me. I can't believe we're doing this. Earshot at smartin.me by the 9th of August. And to help you, we've sourced a selection of Cow Moos that you can download. They're at earshotcreative.com and they're entirely free. In fact, they're entirely Frisian. (laughs) Hello, this is Luke from BBC Radio 7 and I will be taking part in the Moo Challenge. Whatever that is. Oh, it's the cowboy challenge. It? Well, we don't really know what that is. We'll get off more land.
2: Actually, I've heard about this, and this actually is is taking off uh, quite well. Because one of my friends works uh, for a music station, and they have on their a list now. They've got how can we be lovers if we can't be friends by michael Bolton.
1: <laughs> i just i just have to say i like the uh, Observer magazine's contribution to this which is uh, why was the butcher worried and the answer is uh, that his job was at stake which i quite like that <laughs> That's me done.
0: thank you any more cow jokes earshot at smartin.me and don't forget if you go to earshotcreative.com you can download those cow moos. we want to hear your entries to the cow moo challenge more on that Next time.
2: The Earshot Creative Earshot. Review. Earshot.
0: With With Peter, what do you think Key 103's strap line is in Manchester?
2: Uh, we're a fantastic music station in Manchester. Something like that? <laughs> Am I walking? Key wall. I was just
1: giving them an idea. I want a PRS in my <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, I can't. I'm. Um, I'm sure it's something like that, but I I can't remember right now. You're not far off. Here we go. I'm going to play the number one single on the Big Top 40 now on Manchester's number one hit music station, Key 103, B.O.B. and Hayley Williams' airplanes. So Key 103
0: in Manchester, their strapline is Manchester's number one hit music station. And what's Galaxy's? Manchester's number one hit music station. Turn it up, because it's getting heavy. Galaxy. Russ, you've run a radio station in a competitive market. What would you do if your nearest competitor came up on air using the exact same strap line?
1: You either got to kind of believe in your own product and, and have the confidence to stick with what you want to do, um, which would be my first thought, actually, um, if I was at Key. Uh, or you've got to wonder what on earth's going on down the road uh, at um, Galaxy. As a sort of, from a purely personal perspective, having. Worked a lot in dance music. I think it's a shame that um, personally that Galaxy want to um, go down the hit music road. But um, maybe there's more to come on that front. That's not sustainable, though, is it? They're, no, they're, they're not. I don't think they're both going to claim exactly the same position forever in a day. Some, something's got to give there, uh, and it'll be interesting to see who wins. We, for a couple of well, a couple of months,
2: referred to. Uh, or a breakfast show As the world's second worst breakfast show And it's like, alright, don't go for it don't, don't say to people it's the world's best breakfast Because they've had it with that You're selling them a lot of stuff That you can't necessarily substantiate mm-hmm. So, I'm not suggesting for a minute they'd do it But or anyone would, would be brave enough to say Oh, Manchester, second best music station mm-hmm. But pe- people tend to like a bit of humility And, and that's, that's, that's my tack <laughs> the earshot creative review with steve martin and other people who were booked after we made this identity
0: well finally this time on the earshot creative review a couple of things that uh, we've been involved in or we've heard on the radio and uh, peter you brought something along that's a piece of commercial work yeah it was quite interesting it's for an, an ad for sun which is it's a very sexy
2: product and the client would agree is exterior masonry paint uh, where else are you going to go but talk sport Because you know, our audience are bang on They know what it's about And uh, it was quite interesting actually we, we worked sort of with the client and with the agency uh, In Manchester And they had basically singled us out And said look we want to get involved We kind of like the style of what you do They said well let's have a bit of fun with it So it was the team, the agency team In Manchester who wrote the script And we helped out with the production And the casting And I thought right okay look we did actually two two separate um, spots, a series of spots Um, both of them are based, as will become very clear, are based on, you know those L'Oreal, male grooming type ads where it's like cause you're worth it, so we got Ronnie Ancona and Kevin Bishop in to voice them up and um, I think I've got the Ronnie version here but on TalkSport female voices are Quite few and far between Uh, This one, I think it's cleverness in the writing uh, Is that You kind of listen to it uh, Subliminally almost Then go, oh wait a minute This is actually, it's a bit of satire And I think with her performance, which is excellent I think that works So by the the end of the 30 second spot You're actually sold So the reason why I brought it in Was that I think it's a good example Of uh, a client Sort of taking a leaf out of our book and that's okay make them laugh a bit and they'll remember it you know and you'll have have a bit extra stand out but, but see, see what you think for yourself.
0: People often ask me how I keep my exterior and masonry so fresh and young looking my secret Santex it's unique weather resistant formula combats the common signs of aging such as cracks, fading color and fungal growth for beauty that lasts apply every 15 years using two fellas with ill-fitting pants and a ladder Santex Exterior Paint, because your walls deserve it. To win £2,000 to spend on your home, visit yourwallsdeserveit.com.
2: There's a reaction that the client has had since this went to air, which was uh, at the beginning of the World Cup, um, they've been very satisfied with, and I think they got quite a bit of PR out of the fact that we used uh, Ronnie and and Kevin Bishop. Uh, So that was a
0: success story. And given that you've put so much care into the overall sound and attitude of your radio station, how often do you find you receive creative from agencies, ad agencies, that just doesn't fit?
2: Uh, 99.9999 recurring percent. What do you do about Uh, it? That's not fair, actually. It's not fair. If it's a sport, we will advise them and say, look, you guys can really max this out if you just take our advice. Um, and that's all we can do When, when it comes to S&P uh, It's a little bit different But the the gap between us Owning a bit of sponsorship now, uh, Is m- substantially less than it was 10 years ago 10 years ago the argument was Look guys, you're buying into a bit of our programming Because it's cool And it's funky And you want the audience to react to your brand Because they've reacted to ours um, That has changed phenomenally Over the last... Uh, four years particularly. So the margins for creativity in the commercial domain are probably getting thinner and thinner, but you know, luckily we've got the non The editorial stuff, we've got
1: sort of carte blanche, you know. But I w- I'd just like to say, I am actually in the middle of painting the outside of my house, and I will actually buy some sand now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get you some cheap I me, mean, <laughs> yeah, really. Can you do him some jingles? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure
0: we could do a deal. Yeah, definitely. I'm all for it, I tell you. I'm signed up. Fantastic. Well, listen, next time on the Earshot Creative Review, all things multi-platform, when radio futurologist James Cridland is with us. If you have a question for James that you'd like to put into the show, then email earshot at smartin.me, or you can find me on Twitter, smartin, or send an audio boo or something else multi-platform. I don't care. Just do it. Uh, for now, though, thanks to you, Russ, and to you, Peter. Thanks also to RadioBeds.co.uk for the music. Thanks to the Royal Festival Hall and to Peter and his concierge for allowing us into this building. Anything you can exit via the gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thanks to you for being within earshot. Bye bye. Cheers. Thank you. See you later. Bye bye. Oh, I can't read, and I can't write, but that don't rightly matter. Cos I comes from the Isle of Wight and I can drive a tractor. Be <coughs> Hello, I'm Hannah and I'm up for the Moves Challenge and I don't even work in radio.